Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Sam, I hope you like it. You're welcome to borrow it. I think it might be a bit big for you, actually. But this is one of the Christmas jumpers. Corin is, uh, we've got a proof of life from Corin, which is good. Um, so, um, yeah, so this is uh, this is a festive edition because I'm... Uh, I'm working, to be, to be, to, to put it bluntly. Um, you know, we can't dress this up any other way. This is, uh, this is work, okay? So, as ever, Instagram, which I do on a phone, is quite stable and nice. Facebook, I'm doing on the computer, and I thought I'd raise the computer up, because that's what you're supposed to do. So I'm raised it up on my um, chicken and pasta meal deal, but it is a little bit wobbly. Uh, anyway, I, the, the good thing about Facebook is I can get the, um, oh, Kelsey, how are you doing? I can get the questions up. So here we go. And um, so I'm going to kick it off if that's okay. Oh, here we go. No, Corin. Oh, yeah. What a busy couple of days it's been. It has been busy, Corin. It's been a busy Christmas week. Um, but we mustn't grumble, must we? We mustn't grumble. This is uh, This is what we live for. So um, I'm all right, Kelsey. Nice to see you, as it were. Uh, how are you? Um, you don't have to answer. It's just unless you, you know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Right. Socially awkward. Let's get on with it. Come on. Can you remove? Got a question here. Can you remove a wart located under the finger? But it goes underneath the nail bed. Oh, sort of photo this naughty, um, naughty, not you beaut. Oh, yeah, beaut. Um, that this uh, looks good. Thank you. So, can you? There's a there's a can you, and there's a well, you know, who would do it basically? So, can you remove? Yes, is the answer. You can remove a uh, a wall. Had a question for you, but now I've bloody forgotten it. Okay, good. Thanks for if you, if uh, Karina, if it comes back, just just dive in. Um, the thing about warts is they very very rarely would get to a plastic surgeon. Uh, very rarely, warts are usually treated by topical treatments, and I've seen this wart. It's quite extensive, and it would be not a good thing to have be treated by a plastic surgeon basically simply because you can use topical treatments they use salicylic acid you can buy them over the counter you um put it put it on the on the wart uh anyone who's who's had children will probably know about this the same i think it's the same stuff they use on i'm gonna get this wrong is it after it's not after it's foot is it what's that thing veruca that's it verucas um it's salicylic acid and it's topical and it goes all white and it is by far the best way to treat a wart if we did surgery surgery on it especially on a fingertip under the nail bed it would be removing a piece of healthy skin and it would be you, you just can't close it it's, you can't close it up 
it's um it's difficult to um it's just not it's just a no it's just a no for surgery because it's it'd be wrong to remove that piece of skin it's a normal piece of skin if you've got a wart on a piece of skin it's just a normal piece of skin so it's just it's just use topical treatments as the answer so that, that that's my advice and i think this patient has sent in a photo and i, th I think that's what i said um just use topical treatments um if that's okay kicking off on the chat I waved, looks good, had question forgotten. It does butte mean good or bad? I've got to be careful, Sam, because it means bad, doesn't it? Yes, butte means good in the rest of the country, but I'm under understanding this area, butte means bad. Two weeks, two days till my consultation, and I'm so glad I booked with you after seeing your work you shared this week. Right, I shared some work this week. <laughs> Great, I shared some good work, awesome. That is the way, Jess VSG. JJ is the best, says Kelsey. And I've got to be, and and the other thing, VSG, Kelsey is not a blood relative as well. And she's and she's not, she'd have to disclose if she didn't pay for that comment. Kelsey, you haven't been paid for that comment, have you? That is a completely unbidden comment. Thank you for that, Kelsey. Very good. Sam, massive thumbs up. I'm not going to, yeah, you, yeah. Can't believe that. You butte is a bad thing around here. So we've got to say, yeah um right what do we got what do we got come on keep it keep it going jay keep it going don't lose now come on do we offer drainage for an infected if antibiotics are not working now this was a patient who got in touch because i said that cysts can be drained uh if they get infected you can drain them and treat them with antibiotics and stuff now the important word there is you you can you or one can drain it or or use antibodies we as you know as a clinic and and you know as a surgeon wouldn't get involved in an infected cyst so we wouldn't if we if your cyst is infected uh, there would be no uh, point really in coming to see us um, you would need to see a gp or if it's really bad you know a and e and things if you've got a really bad infection um, because it would need to first of all be treated by antibiotics and secondly sometimes drainage which means making a sort of hole in it basically to let the evil humors out and i wouldn't do that i wouldn't uh, drain an infected cyst or um you know treat it with antibiotics and things that would not be my um my my thing i, I, I would i would get involved once it's all healed so yes you can drain them but no i wouldn't do it so uh, the best thing is to get your cyst treated the infection treated with antibiotics plus or minus um drainage and sometimes they drain themselves they burst basically that's basically draining themselves and then um and then giving us a call and we will fit, get rid of it once it's all quiet and heal and like you know not infected at all i know that sounds a bit backward because you think i need help because it's all painful and it's getting bigger and i need help and it sounds a bit bad if we say we won't help you it's like but it's it's trust me it's the right thing to do you don't want to do surgery on stuff that's infected so we wouldn't do surgery on it like at least definitive surgery we, we wouldn't do sort of cutting it out removing it and um you know it, it just means getting over the infection first and then definitive surgery uh is done so yeah so i hope that's uh what's going on here kelsey's uh, 
When a full tummy tuck is required, but there's minimal skin, can the scar be shorter like with a mini tummy tuck? I've had a mini, but still have skin laxity, so I want to go for the full to address this. Oh, Stargazer, you've hit, oh, you've hit a butte there, Scar, Stargazer. You have hit a butte. What, she's followed it up. Oh, God, sorry, lost it. I'm losing it. She's followed it up, but don't want a bigger scar. What's Sam got? Oh, God. Oh, it's all kicking off there. Um, Stargazer, you have hit. Do you know what? There's so much you've got to tell people. Um, it's, oh, my God, Lorena is here. Now, get well soon, Lorena. Get well soon, will you? I want some hot hot water with honey, all right? And you look after yourself, yeah? You look up, and I hope you are not in Iceland, all right? as in the shop, not the country, right? You get yourself home if you are in Iceland, because I know what you like. You watch this when you're in Iceland, all right? You get yourself home and you get, yeah, don't have a lie down. Um, so Stargate, yeah, what I'm saying is there's so much you've got to tell people when you do surgery to them that sometimes things happen afterwards and you think, oh, crikey, they should have told me that. But it's just how much do you tell someone? So, I mean, this is a problem, Stargazer. So if you've had a mini tummy tuck and you feel that that hasn't been enough and now you want a full tummy tuck, that's really hard. That's really hard. And, and first of all, Stargazy, let's, let's get one thing sorted. If you want more skin removed, I think it's extremely unlikely that you are not going to have a bigger scar. I think any time you have any sort of skin removing procedure, you're going to have a scar. And if you want more skin removing, you're going to have a bigger scar. So those two things don't go together. Is that an oxymoron? Is that what an oxymoron is? Like, I want more skin removed, Anna, but I don't want a bigger scar. I'm not sure what an oxymoron is, actually. But anyway, you can't, it doesn't go together as a rule. More skin, more scar. So... Everybody wants more skin removed than a smaller scar, but that, that's just not, not possible, unfortunately. Um, so that's that's that big scar first. But so it's a it's a problem, um, Stargazer. You've had a mini and, and you want to have a full because what a, what a um, it, it depends whether you've got enough laxity to to close all that tummy down to get it from above the belly button down to your down to your basically to your mini tummy tuck scar now so it you know it depends on if there's an, enough there to pull it down and the problem is your skin will be tighter now because you've had a mini so um it's difficult it, it, it might be difficult it might not um, but it might be difficult because there was a reason they did a mini in the first place which probably means you haven't got a huge amount of excess skin there to um allow you to have a full so um you you might have been a sort of borderline but it might make it a little bit more difficult now that that has been done that mini's been done because that lower abdomen's tighter and everything's a bit tighter and it makes it a little bit difficult it might make it a little bit more difficult to do a full not impossible but it might make it difficult to go from a mini to a full and not have a longer scar, yes, that's impossible. So that would not be possible. You would have to be except 
a longer scar. There is no way you can do a full tummy tuck with a scar the same size as a mini tummy tuck, or at least there is no way you can do it without getting huge dog ears, basically. Fact, facts. So yes, you can have a small scar, star gazer. We'd love to give you a small scar, but you'd have massive dog ears. Yeah, dog ear is like a, you know, you take out, if you take out, the more the, more the bit of skin you take out, it looks like a circle. The more it looks like a ball, the bigger your dog ears. The more it looks like, a, the more, the narrower the ellipse is at the sides, the smaller your dog ears. So if you're, the bigger the chunk you're taking, the longer the scar's got to be. Yeah, big chunk, long scar, because you don't want to be taking out balls. You take out a ball and you have massive dog ears and you are not going to be happy. So no one wants a long scar, but the more skin you remove, the higher up you go in the tummy that you're taking bigger piece of skin out, the longer that scar is inevitably going to be in order for that scar to be flatter. So that's the reason why you'd have to have a longer scar because it would be flatter. So no matter how much you say you want a shorter scar, I don't think you'd be happy with a shorter scar with big dog ears. You would actually be happier with a with a longer, flatter scar. So, but this is something to discuss. And so you need to be absolutely 100% behind if you are going to consider having more surgery because otherwise you're going to be cheesed off. You say, I wanted a smaller scar and he's given me this massive scar. So you need to be behind that and that needs to be discussed. Samantha Van Aston, your work this week can't, your work has been amazing as always, can't wait to see the results. Look at that. Same here, just recovering. Corin, you've got to wait a year, you know that. Scar is already, oh, oh, there's me going on. <laughs> Scar is already hip to hip. What, with a mini? Oh, yes, I'm war. Right, okay, she's, uh, okay. I'll take that back in that case. I'm worried the fall won't be possible as it's tight at the bottom but loose above the belly button. Surgery advice on me, tell me that because I'm pre pre babies. Okay. Oh right. Well it oh well if you've got <laughs> okay. Okay, you remember what I said a minute ago, Stargazer? Yeah, I didn't I thought you'd have a smaller scar. Okay, we'll scrap that then. Well if you've already got a scar hip to hip, then maybe you could have a, a, a full then. Yeah. I mean a scar normally goes hip to hip for the full. So it might be that you've got actually a big mini tummy tuck scar, um, which is a bit annoying if you've got a big mini tummy tuck scar and you're still not happy with the result, but there you go. Um, so you might be able to stargazer. I wouldn't say never, but you're absolutely right. Things will be a bit tighter, but the main thing that you need is you need that laxity above the belly button uh, in order to, to pull it down for the full. So if you've got that laxity and that's what you don't like, then um then it might be possible in terms of the pre-babies i think um you know you really want to have it, it, it well i would say you know do the right surgery at the right time uh the problem with having children is they can mess up your, your tummy tuck to be quite frank they can stretch everything again so whether you have a mini or a full they can mess it up the only um uh, full sort of gives more more tightening than a mini um so yeah so um big mini tummy tucks with doggies too you what's going on is that right for sure a big scar with doggies okay right okay um well star you're not it uh, sounds like you, you yeah um 
the one thing I would say about doggies, if it's in the first few months, that might be uh, set swelling and what have you. You do often get doggies in the first few months, but hopefully that will settle. And uh, but if it isn't in the first few months, then yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, children. Children can give you can stretch the skin, so that's something to be aware. Of. Whichever you're having a full or a mini, that's the same with a very full or a mini. But I don't know why they advise you to have a mini. Maybe because they're trying to save you money, perhaps. Um, which is fair enough, but um, not fair enough if you're not happy with the with the mini. But uh, anywho. Um, oh dear. Oh, what's happened? Hundred, hundred. Yeah. So stargazer. So yeah. Um, three years. Okay, so maybe it's not swelling. Okay, not swelling then. Three years. Right. Um, hmm. Can you recommend a surgeon for rhinoplasty? Amy, what? Oh, what's Amy? Amy's written something. Was she written here? I'm feeling better. I'm in bed. Good. Well done. Can you recommend a surgeon for rhinoplasty? What, what kind of questions that? Honestly, right. Um, okay. Well, where depends where you're based. Um, you know. Um, well, it depends where you where you live. Uh, around the problem is, you realise you're getting old when you start talking about people, and you realise they're sort of retired, um, at best retired, should we say? Um, uh, Tony Newman 1973 has joined. Um, Tony, who would you recommend for rhinoplasty? It's a question on the, on the table. Um, yeah, I mean, what I would say is you need someone who sort of, well, lot of, the thing about plastic surgery, a lot of people do a bit of bit of everything. It's very common for people to do a bit of everything. I very early on my career decided I wasn't going to do rhinoplasty because I think rhinoplasty is really hard. The reason rhinoplasty is really hard is because a very small change can have a dramatic effect on the, the whole the whole result. And so you've got to be really careful. Um I hope you have a lovely Christmas too, Stargazer. And good luck with everything. I'm sorry to hear about the um Erfan Khan is that? Yes, yes. Wish I'd thought of that. Um, so, so subtle changes can have dramatic effects. So rhinoplasty is hard. It's, as a plastic surgeon, is hard. And I, and I, as I say, you've got to know your limitations very early on. I said I'm not doing plastic. Uh, I'm not doing um, rhinoplasty, and so I just sort of do breast and body. So. I would say most plastic surgeons do a bit of everything. Um, some of us are trying to sort of specialize a, a bit, and I and I specialize in breast and body. I don't do facelifts, I don't do rhinoplasties. So, yes, thank you for that, Tony. Irfan Khan, my good friend Irfan Khan up in the Northwest, is a uh, living legend and is kind of like the opposite of me, really. He's doing the faces and I'm doing the breasts and um so he's a he's a, a, an absolutely um lovely person and a very good surgeon so there's someone i would recommend for rhinoplasty um kind of depends where you are i guess but uh he's a great guy up in the northwest Irfan khan i-r-f-a-n-k-h-a-n Irfan khan.com i don't know if he's got <laughs> i don't know if he's got that website he should have 
but I don't know if he has, but anyway. Uh, great guy, and he works at Asset as well. So yeah, there you go. Uh, right, Bex, what you got? Evening, is it common for uh, the T-junction to heal breast reduction? To heal, do you mean, or break down? If you mean, well, both. It's common for it to heal, Bex. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it can break. I think you mean breakdown. I'm assuming you mean breakdown, that T-junction, where the two scar meets. Anytime you have a T-junction, flirtily abdominoplasty. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. Um, and, and breast reductions and um, and mastopexies. Uh, it is common. I would say, Bex, yes, I would say it's common for that that area. That's the most, it's the tightest place. It's the tightest part of the mastopexy or the, or the reduction you know, it, it can happen on a mastopexy as well. And it's, uh, it is, it is common for it to, to not heal and you might need a little dressing on there. So tr um, try not to worry if that's, if that's, I'm assuming that's happening to you, but if that has, is happening to you, try not to worry. That is something that can happen with um, breast reductions. So yes, that is common. My T-junction, what did it say? My T-junction has white in the middle of it. Mm. So that's could be we oh, Bex. Are we talking white or we're talking yellow? Let's be clear about this. So um, if we're talking yellow, that's sort of slough, sort of dead tissue, not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, just healing tissue. White could be a stitch. There's quite a lot of stitches at the T junction. I always put my last stitch at the T junction outside because there's so many knots at the T junction. If they've used a vicral, which is kind of like a white stitch, it could be a bit of uh, it could be a bit of vicral. Um, nothing to worry about. Don't you don't necessarily have to do anything about it. If it's been a while since your surgery and it is annoying you, you could see your doctor to see if it, if it is your the suture. They can trim it or pull it out. Um, and you know, if it is slough, then you also should see your doctor or your or the or the um, nurse just to have a look at dressings. What sort of dressings you use? Because it's usually a dressing issue. Five weeks, okay. So that's quite a long time, isn't it, Bex? Five weeks, but still, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be saying that's like a huge, you know, that's not, you know, not outside the realms. It's um, it can happen. So uh, yeah, see see the practice nurse and make sure you get the right dressings and. And make sure you work closely with them because that's that's what it's all about now. It's all about dressings and getting that healed and keeping your diet right and keeping positive. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, frustrating if it's five weeks, quite a long time, that isn't it? Um, how long before having breast augmentation do I need to stop smoking? Six weeks. Uh, I normally say six weeks. If you ask me the question, six weeks for breast augmentation. Let's be clear here. We're just talking breast augmentation, right? To be clear, just breast augmentation. Now, breast augmentation is just a straight line scar, so it's not under closed under a huge amount of tension. So the really crucial time is from the day of surgery to two weeks afterwards. That's the really crucial time, ideally six weeks pre-op. Um, for but the but but the really crucial ops are breast lifts, breast reductions, facelifts, mastopexies, any of these tightening ops smoking is an absolute nightmare so um breast augmentation not so much but still uh, it'll be good to stop and let's face it it's good to stop smoking uh, let's get real about this let's get public health health of the community it's good to stop smoking but we really worry about smoking because of wound healing because breast um smoking with breast uh with any any surgery will reduce your risk of healing and if you don't heal up properly it gets infected you have to remove the implant so that's a nightmare so you want to do everything you can to maximize your chances of healing so uh yeah stop six weeks pre-op ideally 
absolutely for the day of surgery to two weeks afterwards absolutely critical you don't smoke thought my phone was going off there but then my phone's there um i did have dressings but kept it wet now i've left the dressing off and it's hard and dry now okay so it's like a scab okay that's fine so it's like a scab so that's probably your body doing the, the work of the uh, of the dressing in a way your body is creating its own dressing so if it's if it's sort of hard and dry then that's that's okay bex well i would say not that i'm your nurse or your surgeon but uh it sounds sounds okay sounds okay to me i'm if i am taking contraception brackets mini pill do i need to stop this before having a breast augmentation this uh is one of those ones that needs a disclaimer in fact the breast the smoking probably needs a disclaimer as well because everyone's different so you better do whatever your surgeon says if you are going to ask me which you are doing you are asking me so uh, i shall answer um my view is no i don't get people to stop contraception or hrt um however some people do and if you do again it's six weeks before surgery the reason some people do is because the hormonal treatments like the pill and the um the uh hrt now i think the mini pill less so but nevertheless certainly the estrogen containing pills the uh and the hrt can increase your risk of clots dvts pe's which are a risk with surgery so you don't want to increase those risks so that's why some people tell you to stop i don't tell people to stop because i say it has to be six weeks before which is quite a long time and you have to take into account alternative contraception if you are going to stop and that has its own potential for morbidity so that's the problem you know if you do have an unwanted pregnancy that in itself can cause problems so there's a balance of risk with these things and i think every surgeon has to have a view on it and, and where their balance of risk is my balances of risk is that i will say to you keep everything moving keep your legs moving keep your ankles moving take deep breaths you know cough if you need to if you're having a bigger op we'll use heparin and things like that for us for less big ops we don't use that sort of thing but you need to every risk of clots forming um and i don't get people to stop the pill or the hrt but that's personal to me and so I, I am aware that there are many surgeons who do get people to stop those things and i i don't think you'd criticize them for that but they have to co counsel you regarding alternative forms of contraception and also the uh, stopping the hrt has its own consequences because of obviously hrt is 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 good and has benefits so stopping it for six weeks will have uh, downsides um so uh, what specs got on this situation? I had to stop all my vitamins and sertraline as it can make you bleed out. Bleed out. No, you should put the word out in there, Bex. Bleed out. Oh, God. Let's just say bleed, shall we? Bleed's bad enough. Oh, bleed as it can make you bleed. So I stopped two weeks before. Wow. Vitamins and sertraline. Wow. Okay. Right. Fair enough. There you go. See, it just shows how everyone's different. Oh, look at this. What we got here. This is a bit different um hussein is a manufacturer of surgical instruments I'd like to buy something you can contact me thanks okay thank you hussein i will bear that in mind i need some surgical instruments thanks for thanks for joining nice to have you here and hussein i'm a plastic surgeon and i do plastic surgery need any plastic surgery contact me and i'll, uh, I'll certainly help you 
Um, more specs got. My surgery was six hours long, no blood thinners. Why? I was up and about st straight after. There you go. Um, yeah, well, good. Probably because you're up and about straight after, Bex. Yeah, so go for it. Get the, the keeping moving. Keeping moving. There's. Um, it's not all about blood thinners. We can also have um, uh, those things on your legs. You know, those Floatron boots that, that pump your calves. Ted stockings. Um, and really, for me, um, okay, Hussein. Let me know if you need me, and I will bear you in mind if I need some surgical instruments. Um, uh so it's about getting up and about i think is is the most important thing bex and everyone's different uh, everyone's different about the blood thinners obviously blood thinners can make you bleed so you've got you know there's a there's a balance to be had there um probably well not probably the, the clot is worse than the than bleeding out of, out of those problems um i would i've been more worried about getting a a clot and a and bleeding but uh, obviously both are not preferable so you've got to try and get the balance right and your surgeon would have probably had their view on the the, the balance for that one um i'm glad they sting them blood thinner injections lol yeah well there you go yeah do they i don't, can't say i've ever had them but yeah okay good but yeah just movement is the key um corinne's still here still here corinne you're right you should have another lie down we well, probably are lying down um why what would you recommend for constipation following a tummy tuck well this is interesting i know why this is on because this, this is my patient who got who was constipated after a tummy tuck um yeah i mean obviously as doctors we get into doctor stuff don't we like lactulose and things like that um and senna Lactulose and senna are the two sort of ones that, that are often recommended. I don't know if there's prescription. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if you can just buy them over the counter. So definitely, you know, medication type stuff, lactulose and senna, faux show is important for constipation. The other thing to re be, really um, be aware of is that you must try and um, balance your requirement for opiate painkillers. So I... Um, I'm always a bit cautious about opiate type painkillers. So there's different types of painkillers. So you've got your paracetamol. Don't knock it. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it's for headaches. No. Okay. It's a good painkiller. Paracetamol is a good painkiller. Then you've got your non-steroidals, which is your Voltarols and your ibuprofen and things like that. So uh, again, really good uh, painkiller, anti-inflammatory, really good painkiller. And that for me is the mainstay, paracetamol, ibuprofen. And I know it might sound like it's not strong painkillers, but they are. And if you can get by on those, great. The next level up is your opiate painkillers. When you're in hospital, you often use morphine. That's the classic one that everyone's sort of heard of. But you've also got your codeine and codeine code phosphate or codeamol and codeproximol and all those sorts of ones um, and they're all kind of codeine based and codeine is a great painkiller but it has side effects it makes you feel dizzy makes you feel sick and it makes you feel constipated and if you've had a tummy tuck and you're constipated it is a nightmare and it can be worse than the pain so so in order to avoid constipation i would say be careful with the codeine type painkillers obviously if you're in pain take them but if you're not in pain don't take them um, and try and stick with your ibuprofen and your paracetamol. So clearly prevention is better than cure. But having said that, if you are constipated, yes, senna, lactulose, those types of uh, things. But also go old school, you know, drink plenty. Drink plenty of uh, water. Orange juice is good. 
um, and things like fresh fruit and veg, kiwi fruit. The patient who I spoke to, she's just contacted me today, in fact, to say that she had a load of prunes. I think it was. <laughs> I said prune juice. I think she went out and had a load of prunes. She didn't like prunes. We had a load of prunes and it sorted her out. So, you know, prunes, uh, um, kiwi fruit, things like that. Uh, the reason I say, well, <laughs> Tell you the reason, but I think kiwi fruit is it does does is good. Um, all right, I'll tell you, I had a hernia repair and I had they gave me tramadol, and uh, it was a nightmare anyway. So, kiwi, I, I think kiwi is good, but just drinking plenty orange juice and um, sort of stuff like that for, for prunes and 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 uh, and kiwi and stuff. I, I think you know. Yes, medication has a has a role in terms of the lactulose and the and the center and what have you. But uh, but I think the sort of um, traditional, shall we say, uh, uh, recipes are uh, are also super, you know, are also important. So don't don't rely on sort of medication. Um, what's going on with Corin? Um, she's she's is having a lie down, but she's been up and out. Good balance. It's all about the balance. I've been on the paracetamol all day. It's helped me today. Thank you, Corin. Yes, I think paracetamol is underrated. Um, people think that it's just a head, headache thing, but it's not. It is a, oh, here we go. What's, uh, oh God, I've missed. Oh my God, what, sorry, Bex, I've missed stuff. My surgery was six hours long. Here we go. I'm glad. Right, what's this, Bex? In October, I'm having extended TTFDL two area lipo. Extended TTFTL2 area lipo. That sounds like boo. Look at that. Extended. That's well. Go for it, Bex. Go. Poop. I take chia seeds one teaspoon in food. Oh, there you go. Chia seeds one teaspoon in food. Apparently, I only had breast paracetamol after a breast reduction. Yeah, I mean, often the you know it is. A lot of the surgery, certainly stuff like breast reduction, is soft tissue surgery. Um, so, you know, often the pain is not as bad as you think. It's tight, it's uncomfortable, it's weird, but often the pain is not as bad as you think. Um, you know, the tummy tuck, you, you, you can be sometimes repairing the muscle, which is a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes breast implants, you're going underneath the muscle, so you have to cut muscle with that. So sometimes there are ops where there is a bit of a bit more discomfort with the muscle being um, damaged, but... It is, as a rule, not hopefully not as painful as perhaps some people think surgery is going to be like some kind of terrible, painful situation, but hopefully it's not too bad. Um, so speaking of uh, having a lie down, I think I'm going to go and have a lie down now and uh, get an antiques road trip in. Uh, I suggest you all do likewise. And Merry I mean... I did say Christmas. It hasn't been very Christmassy, has it? I don't really know what I can do to make it Christmassy. Um, but Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, next week will be, what will it be? It's probably going to be some kind of bank holiday, like Boxing Day or something. What's Tuesday? I don't know what Tuesday is. But anyway, let's face it. Um, I'm not going to be here. Well, I'm certainly not going to be here. I'm not going to be in a, in a travel lodge in, um, in Rain Hill um but uh i will be um you know in the midst of celebrations next tuesday as i'm sure we all will um so it'll be the tuesday after don't tell me that's gonna be the new year is it oh my god it is it's the third good god it's the third 
So it's the new year already for the next one's going to be the new year. Um, oh, what's Bex got here? Had two kilograms off mine. Happy Christmas, everyone. Two kilograms. Oh, Bex, that's a monster. You deserve it, JJ. Enjoy your evening. See you tomorrow. Don't forget your Turkish delights again, please. Okay. <laughs> Corin, I feel bad. You're there. In... All right. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right. I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. And Merry Christmas, Bex, Corinne, and everyone else who knows me. And I will see you quite officially in the new, well, I won't see you in the new, but I'll see the others in the new year. So have a lovely uh, time flies, kilos. Yes. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to check myself out of here and uh, go and put my feet up. So um, thanks. For- Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. And I will see you all on the 3rd, it it would appear. See you on the 3rd, and I'll see you tomorrow, Corinne. Oh, yeah, see you on the (laughs) 3rd. See you, Bex. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag... Ask JJ. We'd love to hear from you.